Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast episode 89, I think. Um, Arsenal Cannon Podcast extravaganza, can't leave that out. Um, shout out Daniel. Um, and obviously, as you can tell, because Daniel is not here, I am going to be hosting. Daniel is very busy today, he's just gone back to um, uni and stuff, so yeah, he's not able to make it, which is unfortunate, because, um, you know, in this sort of diabolical time uh, with the news last night, which we're obviously going to get into. I feel like his sort of optimism and lightheartedness would have, would have helped. I'm not, I'm not going to rip into <laughs> him like he has done to us in the last few weeks when we've been absent. Um, big up Daniel. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously joined with, uh, by one of the usual suspects. It is uh, Rob Worthington. This is so unnatural. Doing this, <laughs> this, this hosting role, Rob Worthington, um, Bob, Rob, Robbie, um, Robert, Bert, Bartholomew, um, <laughs> the man with the versatile name. What are you saying, Rob? How are you doing? Yeah, well, we had quite a lengthy uh, PPC today. Um, we we sort of we prepared the statement, which is on Alfie's uh, Instagram and, of course, the We Love You Arsenal Twitter page. Um, and yeah, we we I think we're both just in a bit of a bit of a down downbeat mood, um, and yeah, that be it's it's easy to see why it's it's really shocking what's what sort of happened over the course of the last twenty four hours. I mean, even twenty four hours ago, we're recording on on Monday night at around six o'clock, and this really you know there were rumours at this time yesterday, but you know it, it there was still uncertainty. Uh, and it didn't all, feel real, to yeah. be honest. It didn't feel like that, that it was going to escalate that quickly. I mean, it, it, there's always rumours about a Super League, isn't there? They pop up every few mm. months and then they, they disappear. I even tweeted before I went to bed, like, uh, go to bed, people. Like, it's it's just going to be the same as same as always. Uh, there'll be a big sort of period of, of um, promotion of of stories about a Super League and then it'll disappear again. But, yeah, it's it's surreal that this time it's... It, looks like it might actually come into actuality. Mm. Yeah, and as you sort of mentioned there, forgive forgive us if we're a bit um downbeat um and it's not sort of chirpy as as we normally are <laughs> on this on this show. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean if you're looking for a sort of pick me up, this is probably not going to be the show, um, as you'd expect with this sort of news. Um I guess we'll just sort of get drive straight into it. Um, obviously, the news was sort of circulating yesterday in sort of the early evening, and then it sort of came out initially at nine thirty. Um, all the clubs jointly announced that, that, that all the twelve clubs involved, the six English clubs, three big ones in Spain, and the three biggest clubs in Italy: um, AC Milan, Inter Milan. Um, all tweeted a statement basically announcing that they are joining a European Super League. Um, they have removed themselves from the ECA, which is the European Club Association. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which effectively means this is serious. Like, we can't... Um, we can't... We can't sugarcoat this. This The fact that this, they've actually removed themselves from that association. By the way, Arsenal's Vinay Venkatesham has just... Been, just been elected into that association yeah. like it just in March 2021 40 days ago exactly so 
Um, it is, it's real. And I think I speak for all football fans when I say I'm worried. I think you'll have seen the reaction over the internet. Um, and it is worrying. And I'm sort of, I'm, I'm almost speechless, but I do have quite a lot to say. So I'm not speechless, <laughs> but you know what I'm, you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. How are you sort of feeling at this time and what, what were your initial thoughts and, and how are you feeling right now, Rob? I mean, every time uh, the news comes around of, of a, a potential Super League, you just want it to go away um, because it, it's not football. Um, and my biggest grievance with it, I've got to say, um, is is the permanent, permanent member feature. Uh, it's just so anti everything that we've we've grown up to believe that football is um you know you're you're removing the comp- the competitive element that we all we all live for you know that that dream of you know not an arsenal fan but well even an arsenal fan because we're miles away from it at the moment that dream of winning the champions league and winning the champions league is not sort of earned by um you know belonging in it it's it's earned by achieving it uh and of course this this competition uh is set to sort of take the place of the champions league uh you know that's what they say it's going to take place on weeknights uh and then domestic leagues are going to continue at the weekend but you know what's the point of the domestic league at that point if you you guaranteed your European qualification every season. You know that that means that you, all there really is to fight for is the title. Um, you know, which which really de- devalues the product that the Premier League is. And I'm sure that there'll be plenty of legal cases surrounding that if uh, the Super League does go ahead. Uh, but yeah, that that's mm. my well. You, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you, you say that, um, and I think that is what the the Europe the, the teams that are involved want. They want sort of to continue the their domestic leagues and have this as the midweek replacement for the Champions League. But if they go ahead with this, they're going to be kicked out of their leagues. Like the Premier League, we've already heard that's there yeah. won't be a domestic league, which we're involved in. But, it will be. but you have to ask whether they can do that, whether they can afford to do that. I know they've said they're going to do that, but, mm. you know, Tottenham, well, not really Tottenham, but Man City, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, we're, we're a huge part of the product that the Premier League is. And mm. you move all, you get rid of those teams and it's not the same product. It's, you know, yeah, it's like comparing a, um, you know, a Ferrari to a VW. They're, they're, they're just not the same level, are mm. they? Well, I think if, if you look at it, in each country, you have the top division, which will garner, garner the most interest, obviously. Yeah. Um, from people from that country the the biggest leagues have global fan bases because they want to watch these top players and these top leagues performing when you take away those the the top clubs that these global fans and international fans support you know you don't see many Everton fans from abroad really um there, there would be some obviously but it's not common it's gonna essentially lose its global audience entirely and it's going to be purely fans domestic fans who watch the so essentially be the championship with clubs that have slightly bigger followings than some of the championship clubs if you get what i mean yeah um so that is extremely damaging of course for clubs 
who who aren't involved in this Super League. I mean, imagine what they're thinking financially. They could be absolutely ruined because of this because they've lost that interest. Their TV deal will probably be significantly reduced. Um, so as we're saying, it's going to make the richer richer, the rich richer, and the poor poorer. Um, and on sort of the competitive element that you said, it the essence of sport is that you achieve and you get rewarded for achieving. If you do well, then you'll get rewarded financially and just sort of the the proud element of actually doing well in a sport. Absolutely. What we're saying here is that you can walk into it because of the stature of your club and essentially the size of your fan base worldwide and how wealthy you are. That is anti-sport. That's anti-competitive. That Yeah diminishes the 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 meaning of sport and the, the competitive element of it you can't just walk into a tournament i feel fucking embarrassed as an arsenal fan i feel like tottenham fans will as well um that we're currently sat in ninth and we feel some sort of entitlement to just walk into this tournament this superior elitist league like we just belong there, yeah, the even though we, we haven't we merited it. Yeah. There's no meritocracy. Sport is meant to be based off meritocracy. It ruins the fucking essence of sport. I I can't believe how arrogant these clubs can be. It's oh, I, honestly, yeah, it is. Um, it's mind boggling. Uh, it it it's unbelievable it's it's all of those words and but i think above all it, it's a disgrace um and you talk about that entitlement and that that's something that i really just i resonate with i you know we can't escape the fact that we drew to fulham yesterday and and who are bound for relegation Yet somehow we think that we're entitled to be in Europe's elite competition. We're not entitled to be in it. Do you know why? Because we've been shit for the last, yeah, I don't know. As much as I want us to be, you know, at the top competing at the highest level, if we don't merit that, then obviously I don't because that's, yeah. fucking, that's fucking cheating. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh, oh. You know, Alfie, as much as it would would hurt to see... Arsenal relegated from the Premier League, for example. I don't want to live in a world where that can't happen because that's not right. Um, that, you know, and I also don't want to live in a world where Leicester going on to win the Premier League again can't happen. You know, that's that's the beauty of of football um, that 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 David can beat Goliath you know the, these 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 stories do happen you know at this rate next season we're going to see west ham in the champions league uh, that that's a beautiful beautiful story for such a small club to get into europe's elite competition and you know what west ham deserve to be in that competition next season because they've you, they're in the top 4 and that's the way it's always been but no according to the top 6 clubs and their owners no that that's not the way it should be uh, and you know, it, it's all it, it all derives from this this myth of the big six. I mean, I know that there are these six clubs which have the largest fan bases, but for the last few seasons, they haven't even been the six, six best teams in the Premier League. Um, 
And I'm happy to admit, you know, Arsenal, we haven't been one of the six best teams in the Premier League for a while now. Um, and that that's evidenced by our, by our league finishes uh, in the last few seasons. Yeah. And on the tournament, as you said, no relegation. That is, again, anti-competitive. Yeah. Just like looking at it as a pure spectacle, I'll see sort of the, the, the caveat that some people will be looking at as a spectacle before we look at sort of ethical and sort of financial and, and other elements to it. As a spectacle, people will say, oh, imagine how, look, look how good that PSG buying tie was. It was extremely exciting. They'll be like, imagine being able to watch that week in, week out, these top clubs fighting it out week in, week out. It would become very uninteresting. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was going to go on to say. I I hear what they're saying, but I don't, I think that's sort of, be careful what you wish for. Like, it will become, A, it will become very interesting. B, I mean, as an Arsenal fan, purely, I mean, we're going to be at the bottom of that division for some time. Yeah. Um, because we're Doubtless. so far off. And even if we are able to create a team that could compete in that league, I don't want to see us playing Barcelona every week. I don't want to see us have to travel to fucking yeah. Milan each week to play away games. Like, that for fans is that's not thinking about the practicalities for fans and how you're going to travel to fucking Milan every week. Yeah. And also, yeah, that's another I wouldn't element. find that interesting. The, some of the beauties of, of, having these big games is that they're not every week. They're like more rare. They're like, they're something you cherish when you get them. These big nights at, at the Emirates back when we had champions league, it was like a, a, a special occasion. If you're having that every week, it will lose its edge. If you get what I mean, um, obviously there are far more than the actual spectacle that makes this such an absurd idea. But yeah, when you even think about the spectacle itself, it, it doesn't entice me remotely. Yeah. And, and on that, um, Adam Crafton with a, with a number of uh, other writers from the Athletic, they they uh, released a big uh, sort of piece on on the on the Super League, and they said that the research from these clubs has indicated that the young fan, uh, as opposed to what has now been branded as the legacy fan, that's uh, sort of you know the average matchgoer, the the older guys, you know, uh, and and girls of course, um, but. The, the the idea is that the younger fan is more enticed by um, the big games, uh, and doubt I, I don't dispute that. Of course they are, but they're not enticed by the big games every week. They're enticed by, yeah. as you say, I mean, that that I've, spectacle. I've seen a reaction from so many young people, and I haven't seen a single positive one about this idea. No. So, and and you meant and Alfie. If they're talking about the young fans, they're talking about you and I. We're the young fans. We're the next generation of football fans. I know we're writers as well, but we're. I think first and foremost, both of us would say we're fans, um, and 100%. We'll, we'll always say that. So how on earth can I don't know? I just and so many other guys my age and girls, I I just don't think that they have that mindset that they want to see. Barcelona play PSG every week or Arsenal play Real Madrid. I just don't think that anyone wants that. We we want to preserve that 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 special momentous occasion. And I agree that the Champions League could need reform to make it a little bit more competitive. Uh because mm. you know the, this isn't the way to do it. Yeah, no. There, there's 
closing it off to a supposed elite selection of clubs. Yeah, and like they have the money to to join it. Yeah, and like they they said on the on the ask cast, it's a bit of a fucking um, farce that they're even calling it the European Super League because it's it's three nations involved at the moment. <laughs> That's not Europe. And I get that it's three nations, and it involves clubs that are hardly super. Yeah, the they're not the elite clubs competing at the top. And I get I mean, that Tottenham haven't won a, a, a league title for fucking fifty years. Yeah, like they have won a, a major trophy for thirteen years. Yeah, Arsenal haven't won the league since two thousand four. Arsenal are ninth at the moment. AC Milan haven't been in the Champions League for the last seven years. What makes these clubs think? What what gives them the the arrogance to sort of? But I mean, the arrogance of, to think that they just can just walk into this and close off European like the European matches um, to just their select that select few is is mental. Instead of basing it off how well you actually perform, yeah, it just disgusts oh. me that it it's my club who who are a part of this. Yeah. Uh, that's the bit that really gets me. Um, you know, the, the the whole concept disgusts me, uh, mm. but especially the fact that and other other fans must fucking hate us right now. Yeah, and rightly so. The clubs that aren't involved. I hate mm. my club right now. I'm not. I'm not going to hide that mm. fact. Well, actually, that I think that's a good point to move on to sort of the sort of other element of it. And you said you hate your club, and this was a tweet that I saw from Arsblog. He said, hate your owner, not your club. Yeah, well, yeah, that's and what I this mean. This is something they were talking about on Ask. Yeah, I know, I know. And they were talking about on Askcast that um, there are people within the club who will feel exactly the same for us. They love the club and they're working for the club. And they had to put out this statement last night, which they would have fucking hated putting out. Yeah. Um, because it's essentially, it's all down to one man within this fucking football club who is di- dictating this whole thing. And it's... Sorry, I just dropped my AirPod. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's all down to 12 men, essentially. 12 white men in suits. Yep. They just think they can dictate entirely what happens in the entirety of this sport. I'm not even talking about just these 12 clubs. This will affect every single football league in Europe, pretty much. Um, the knock-on effect. They think they can do it. And by the way, they're the only fucking cunts who want this. There's 12 people in the whole of Europe that want this, and they're yeah. the 12 people that How unfortunately have the power. That? They have the money. It's corrupt. It's so elitist, and it's so based purely off their own financial gain. It has nothing to do with the common interests of the sport. And that the I mean the quote's been leaked. Have you seen the quote? The guy said, um, "We we only uh, our main aim is to maximize our own profits and revenues. We're we're not doing this for the interests of the sport." I mean that yeah. is that is absurd that, that they can sort of say that with chest. Like if yeah. they're gonna if they're going to like promote this, you might they're like you'd have thought they'd try and sort of sugarcoat and and play off as they're being some heroes which they're obviously not and everyone knows they're not but the, the fact that they can say that and still probably get away with it is mental and the oh, but fucking... they, they but they sort of are saying that that they are the heroes too because you know they're saying oh this is what the fans want this is 
mm. as as I was talking about the modern day fans supposedly. I mean, that's, that's what a lot of them are saying. But then there's this one guy with that leak quote. Yeah. Um, well, of course. Yeah, that's the PR statement that's come out. Of course, that is tailored mm. towards making it look good. Uh, but as you say, it, it's it's doubtless uh, all about the money. And unfortunately, that's what football has been descending. Well, football is already all about the money. But uh, yeah, we're moving towards a really grotesque um, stage in, the, mm. in that descendancy towards football purely becoming an economic product. Mm. And I just want to get onto the more sort of emotional side of it. As we released in our statement, a lot of people rely on football for their well-being for the, for their own like mental health a lot of people use football as a form of escapism and it's sort of what they look forward to and i want to reference um a clip from claude who obviously passed away recently um huge arsenal fan and he a few years ago went missing i don't know if anyone remembers that and he did an interview when he came back on on arsenal fan tv um where he basically said if he didn't have the football to look forward to, he don't. He didn't think he'd be there. Um, he didn't think he'd still be there. And I think that sort of does speak to a wider thing that, that the football fans share in general. A lot of football fans are incredibly reliant on football to bring them happiness and to bring them sense of community. Um, you know, this camaraderie that you have with, with other fans, this, you know, online community that we've created um and it means so much to so many people and i know non football fans will probably not quite understand it which is fine but you have to realize that that is the actual that is the case that fans are so connected to their clubs they're so connected to what happens on the pitch and it determines their happiness a lot of the time and to the selfishness of these owners. How fucking dare Stan Kroenke do this? Yeah. How dare he? How how can you just diminish, dismiss that, you know, that reliance that fa fans have? How can you dismiss that? If you look at the, the, the community that we've created from We Love You Arsenal, not just the fans that we communicate with online every day, but I'm talking about, you know, the fact that we, we have... We we like we can share an interest in something with someone from South Africa. Look at Samaya from Vinay in India, Alan Riley in Australia, the guys from the states, Mac and and Alex and Daniel. Like the fact that you can just dismiss this, you know, this camaraderie that you have, and the 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 fact that football means so much, and sort of neglect it like this all for your own financial gain the, the, how selfish is that that's an unbelievable act of selfishness how how can he sleep at night that, that you're that fucking wound up about getting a few extra billion in your bank even though you're already a fucking multi-billionaire it's it's absurd and like gary neville said yesterday on sky sports it's it's an it's a crime it's a crime against the football fans. Yeah. And I just, oh, you know, I'm almost speechless. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
the the way you're talking about it, it just it, it relates to that that idea that that football really is a religion um, to to people. Um, you know, there's there's one thing that you never do if you're a proper football fan, and that's 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 go and support another club um, because you love your club, and uh, it's sort of particularly in British culture, but, you know, across the world, it, it's the sort of thing, you know, your father passes down his love for a football club to you. Um, and you, you're completely putting all this this tradition and, and even memories and achievement and just so many things. You, you're jeopardizing all of it, uh, as you say, Al, for, for a bit of fucking money. Um Money that come on, money they don't. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what exactly what I was about to say. Um, and the the English Football League um, is an extremely traditional institution, um, and it's a beautiful institution. the The pyramid, uh, the pyramid sort of aspect of it is beautiful. The way that you can literally build a football club from nothing to something outstanding uh you you look at Wickham Wanderers in the championship at the moment you know that they're a club who have no right to be in the second tier of English football yet they are that's beautiful uh similarly with Luton Town you you have all these these beautiful beautiful stories and you're casting them all into doubt and you know I think these guys have to remember that that the big six fans, as as many as there might be, they actually don't constitute a majority because the majority, um, well, perhaps they do, but there's a so many fans out there who don't support these clubs. I mean, I was thinking about the position that a Leicester City fan must be in right now. I mean, Leicester City. The progress that club has made over the course of the last decade is nothing short of remarkable, and they are seriously threatening to break into the big six. Uh, I, I mean, they might already have. Um, yeah, that's a matter of opinion, and that you're you're making such such a story and and such a such a potentiality impossible for a bit of money, and it, it's very strange because. You know all these guys. They 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 um they all sing off the same capitalist ma- uh, mantra. You know, all all of them, are, a few of them at least, are, are guys that have have probably made their their wealth from nothing. And you're sort of preventing a football club from ever being able to do that again to turn from absolutely nothing to to the to the to the depths of bankruptcy to the to the top, the very top of the game. Uh, and I think that we can all appreciate as football fans that one of the, the most enticing factors of getting to the top is that money. Um, but you're making that money inaccessible and that that's that's disgraceful, it's disheartening and it's, it's just fundamentally unethical in my opinion. Yeah, I completely second where you're coming from. And I'm, I'm angry... I'm frustrated. I feel completely dejected. Um, and even if this doesn't come to fruition, 
we can never forgive what this owner and these owners have tried to do here. No. Um, and probably there, there will be repercussions regardless of, of the extent to which this comes off. You know, it's, it's unforgivable what they're trying to... It's, it's honestly absurd. I just... I can't contemplate how someone could see the effect that football can have on people and see, you know, when, when I'm sure I speak for everyone and when we've been through tough times and I mean, like in our personal lives, I've, I've had it. Football has always been there to sort of be a a form of escapism and, and bring light to dark tunnels. Yeah. And the fact that someone could try and take that away from us because they want more billion pounds in their fucking bank account is just astonishing. Like the fact that they are honestly, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. And I don't think that any of us are trying to say that football in its current form is, is perfect. I mean, you know, that there are already plans to reform the champions league, uh, in 24, 25. I mean, you might support those plans. You might not. Um, and there, there are things that are wrong with football. And, you know, the, I think that the fact a big six exists is, is already something that's, that's wrong with the, the structure. I mean, the disparity between how much said clubs in, in the big six are and in, in comparison to the, to the minnows of the Premier League. Uh, I mean, I know they still earn a lot of money in comparison to those right at the bottom of the football pyramid, but, but still it's, it's wrong. Um, so let, let's not, let's not pretend that, they're taking away something that's perfect. They're not. They're taking away... It's, but they are taking away something which, you know, at least its philosophy, as I was talking about earlier, is is correct and it's it's ethical. It it, it, it at least allows for the 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 David to, to climb to Goliath and to, uh, overcome Goliath. Um, th- there is always that. The, the potential for that to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think that if if this doesn't go ahead, that there's still need for reform. Uh, there's need for severe punishment of all the clubs involved. Uh, and you hope that maybe if, if those big clubs are, are knocked off their, their pedestal via uh, severe punishment, that, that could perhaps enable the game to head back in the right direction. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the proposals with regard to the government, uh, the UK government, people have been encouraging uh, in- English clubs to adopt a, a model more similar to the German model where, where fans have a 51% stake in the club? I think it's a slippery slope to allow politics and governments to regulate football. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I mean, like the German model, it's it can only be positive because fans will ensure that the football, the, the club is not run as a business like it has been. And, you know, it's not about, obviously, you have to make money to sort of survive and keep running. But it's not used as a pure corporate entity and that the fans are prioritised and the fans... Because the fans are the heartbeat of the club. Without the football club, without the fans, the the football club can't exist, no. really. And fuck it, the chairman, owners, 
executives, directors, players, coaches, admin people, stewards, fucking stadium announcers, they all come and go. But the fans will always be at the club. So they have to they have to have priority over the way that the club is run. And they should have a voice in that and they should they should play a role in how football clubs are run. Mm. And if this Super League goes ahead, that's another step in the wrong direction. So I would f- fully back um, the government sort of enforcing that. Um, and, you know, it works in Germany. Um, it may mean the financial power of Premier League clubs isn't as great. But if that if we have to sacrifice that for a more less of a commercialised game and more geared towards the enjoyment of actual football rather than just being a commercial product which is sold um to consumers then like then i'm all for it yeah i mean we were talking about this before we came on and you know i think that maybe it's time we should get into this um you know Mm. us two are aspiring football journalists that's what we want to do with the rest of our lives and and the end end goal is to be writing about arsenal uh, and you know there might be a few bumps in the road before then, but that that's the dream. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like you're as these these twelve men are taking that dream away from us um, because this soulless version of football is just not something that I have much enthusiasm to to write about. I mean, it's it's career damaging for so many people. As you say, there are so many people involved in the football world uh, on, on so many different levels and they're completely reforming the football world in, in a way that no one wants it to be reformed. I mean, yeah, uh, it just, it jump just jumps onto that sort of aspect of how, how do they think they have the right to do this? Um, yeah. I don't want to come across as if we're sort of, focusing on us ourselves um and you know being like not being like selfish or anything um but i i do think it's worth pointing out that we are sort of a case study and and an example of fans who are going to be affected by this and obviously as you spent mentioned there we have spent ages building our website and our social media platforms in order to sort of give us a better chance of excelling and and getting funding work in this industry in the future because this is what we dream about doing on a professional level um and the fact that again they're going to take this potentially take this away from us because because a the interest in the sport is going to go down as we're talking about that i don't think the interest is going to be there this is going to be it for some people they're they'll have lost interest so the market that we could have got the audience will have declined so like that's obviously a problem and then a subsequent consequence of that is that you know companies that are looking to employ writers and and people that will cover the sport are going to have less of an audience so they will not employ people so the job market for this industry is going to go down and what was previously a very like fruitful market in terms of jobs and people with the skill of, of covering the game and writing about football um so I think, you know, again, we're just a case study, but that's an example of us potentially not being able to pursue our dream career, which is what you said, is to, to cover Arsenal on a professional level. 
Um, and that's what we've all been working for. That's what we've been building our website to do um, to give us a better chance to do that. And the fact that, again, it could be taken away from us um, by greedy white men in suits is really upsetting. Yeah. And deflating, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know what... Yeah, I... I'm speechless, like like you said at the start of the show. It's you just want everything that has happened over the course. You just want to hit a rewind button, don't you? Yeah, and you want to make sure that in the, in the next version of what has happened over the course of the last twenty four hours, you want to ensure that there is no announcement from your football club that 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 they're they're going to change everything. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound dramatic, but let's face it, this will be completely life-changing. I mean, you know, we, we've all got plans um, and and uh, sort of aspirations, and you know, a big a big part of that for me is 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 Arsenal. Uh, you know, I could be going to university on the other side of the country next year, but you know, something that was at the forefront of my mind was how is it easy is it to get to London so I can watch the Arsenal match from time to time. Um and you know, if if I can only say do that on a weeknight because because it's that's the night where where we play in in the Super League, that that's gonna be problematic because, you know, no one can really do that on a weeknight. And no one can especially do that on a on a weeknight for an away fixture in the Super League, um, you know, no one can consistently travel to Spain, France, um, what have you, all those nations where where we're going to have the, our away fixtures. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what what comes of this, Alfie, but I I do think that the 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 Arsenal the Arsenal fan population. Perhaps in the UK, in in the London area, I, I can definitely see it going down. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a really sad day for football. And again, regardless of regardless of what happens, regardless of whether this comes to fruition, you know, it shows the intent that these fucking sadistic owners have. Mm. Um, they're all about their own money and their own bank balance and how they can fill their pockets and they don't give a fuck about the fans involved and yeah I mean it's just it's ugh, honestly just so deflated and, and going back to the thing that I was saying about you know losing the market I think this was the second point which I was going to say is that it will just be it's not just about our, the, the 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 audience for our content not being there it's also the fact that us ourselves will be much more withdrawn we won't be as invested we won't find it as exciting and we won't we won't have the desire to be connected as you mentioned to, with this con with this with this product that has become that it will have become mm. um so we won't have the same drive to write these articles even without the audience with the, the audience declining. It's 
Yeah, I think you also, what... I think you also have yeah, to consider ahead. like, you know, footballers, um, literally just again being treated like puppets, like like mm. actors. These guys are not actors; they are elite sportsmen who have worked all their lives to get to the very top of the game, um, and you're literally make turning football into a Netflix series and saying. Oh, we're going to make sure that we can have Neymar. Well, not even Neymar because PSG aren't going to be in it. Uh, but I'm sure that if if it it becomes the case that uh, this this is a thing that will definitely happen, I'm sure that PSG will sign up. Regardless, mm. uh, you know, you've just got all these high profile footballers, uh, and they're they're the they're sort of the the main actors. And footballers aren't actors; they're just. They're, as I said, they're athletes. Um, and it's almost as if, again, that they're another group of people whose whose thoughts just just haven't been taken into consideration. I mean, uh, I think Chris Wheat, they uh, reported earlier today that Mikko Arteta and his, and his side had no idea uh, that this uh, announcement was forthcoming. I mean, Stan Kroenke, well done, mate. What a way to treat your employees. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's insanity. And... On the players, there's been talk of them not being able to play for their country if they participate in this league. Um, do you think, and I know some of them have come out and made a stand, I think Bruno Fernandes came out with something, um, and Herrera, Meza Ozil tweeted, obviously he's not involved, but do you think these players will be on board with it or, or forced to be on board with it and will stay at these clubs? Or do you think they will mass exile these clubs and sort of defeat the whole purpose of, of the superstar Galactico division? Yeah, I mean, that will be a really fundamental aspect of it, whether these players uh, are enticed by this idea. I mean, as you say, they, they could just... At the end of the day, when a footballer says they want to leave a club, I know they're under contract, but a club usually grants them that their wish. Uh, like in, in any profession, if, if someone wants to leave, they can go. Um, so, you know, perhaps the, the ball is in the in the player's, player's court, but at the same time, there's there'll be a lot of money available to the Malfi and a lot of these players are enticed mm. by the money. Uh, there'll be more money than ever before. There'll be more but money. There to... will be wage caps. Is that what they're... Salary caps. Is that what yeah. they're proposing? Wow. So um, they'll... Yeah. Oh, so the owners, basically, this is what they're doing. They're going to decrease the amount of money that, um, that, the, that the players can earn so that they can have more money for themselves. That is disgusting. I, I, I that, that, that is genuinely perplexing and disgusting. And you, you hate, to, you, you really hate to see that. That is really horrible. Um, if I'm being honest, I, we were talking about Leicester earlier. It just feels like these big six clubs. They're, they're, they're sort of the guys who are part of the popular group. Uh, and some of the, the less popular guys are starting to flirt with their girlfriends, and they don't like it. That, 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 that's, that's a great analogy. <laughs> Daniel will be proud of that one. Yeah. Shout out, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> and and they're just doing basically all they can to make sure that these these uh, these guys disappear and can't pose any threat to them. And and that's just yeah. That that comes back to the the competitive point. How uh, this 
none of these clubs, these up and coming clubs who have every right to be in Europe's elite competition just aren't going to be able to access it. And that is just fundamentally wrong on every single level. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sort of, obviously I'm extremely against this, against this. I've made it extremely clear. Um, One sort of caveat, which is, I don't believe, but I want to ask you about is, there was a lot of opposition to the Premier League when the Premier League was formed. And nowadays, we don't really think about that. We think, oh, the mm. Premier League is a great product. We we all like it. Um, the way it runs, obviously, there's there's issues. Um, the way it's spiralling out of control in terms of money, it's all about money. But do you think there's a case to be made, oh, in five years, we'll be really invested in this. Uh, maybe it'll be better as a spectacle for football. And, you know, we won't think about this period where we were all unrest there was unrest about it um i mean always you, you can't discount it but i don't really agree with it because you know the premier league isn't completely dissimilar to what uh, the old division one used to be in the sense it's that, very similar really yeah uh in the sense that there's there's still the three clubs get relegated uh you know and three clubs come up and you know it's it's still a huge honor to come up to the premier league and it's still a division that every single club in the u in the uh english uh english pyramid system they they, it's a it's the they can theoretically get to yeah it's the competition that everyone wants to be in um closed off no whereas as you say with this the super league uh it is going to be closed off I mean, I'd I'd be more sympathetic to the Super League idea if indeed teams could get relegated from it, uh, because as I said, there there are issues with the the Champions League, and if you can create a an equivalent which is more competitive and more uh, sort of interesting for for the fans, I mean, why not? Everyone wants that. Everyone wants better, a better product, a better football. But I just th- this isn't that. This isn't the reform that's required. This is a move in the in the complete wrong direction. Um, and yeah, I, I I just don't see the the parallels to the to the uh, introduction of of the Premier League. I mean, I know that was before our time, but from what I've researched and, and what I've read, that the, the the parallels just aren't really there, in my opinion. Mm. There was something else I wanted to sort of mention, which I've completely, completely escaped my mind. Um, but yeah, as you can see, we're both pretty dejected about this. Um, it's genuinely very, very, very worrying. Um, and the fact that our the game that we all love, the game we all cherish that is such a huge part of our lives i mean it's like i don't every single day i think about football and and i do pretty much every day i'll do something towards it it, whether that's writing an article doing a posts editing an article doing a podcast you know just react uh, engaging people on social media on twitter on instagram about this the, the, the game that we love you know having these debates the fact that this that could be in jeopardy or at least the version of it that in we jeopardy love. Of, of what we of what it is now um and what we love um is 
really sad. Um, and yeah, I'm just a little bit. I know I, I keep saying this. I've spoken a lot, but I am just a little bit speechless. Um, yeah, I'm. If I was to say um, any word that just describes how how I feel, it, it's it's got to be sad. Um, I mean, this is taking away something that that we've grown up with. Um, and I know it will still be there, but it won't be the same. And, you know, change can sometimes be good and, and sometimes be bad. And I just don't see any way how, how this uh, sort of football reformation can be an example of good change. And I think that the only way, uh, well, it's so simple to reach that conclusion because of the the twelve men who are uh, who are leading this this charge towards uh, a grotesque model of football. Mm. Yeah, I mean, football at its core is supposed to be something which you you know you you do because of the joy of the game, you know. Think of like the the five year old, six seven year old coming through as a kid. It's about being on the playground and, and kicking a ball around with your mates and in, enjoying that. You know, yeah. It's sort of that pure element. It's meant to be something that's really pure and there for purely enjoyment of a sport and a game. And it's not supposed to be this artificial product that is just there for commercial reasons for for rich men it's, it's not supposed to be like that that's not what football was built on that's not what football was was meant to be it was built okay i saw a tweet today saying it, it was like built by public school people or private school people yeah um but you know it was it was it was really built and sort of um revolutionized and innovated by yeah and and like carried forward into the mainstream by working class people who had a joy for for kicking a ball around and watching people kick a ball around and not as a commercial commodity really and that is just it this this super league this elitist fucking anti-competitive super league which is all about money is going against the core principles that football was sort of built on. And that for me is just kind of tragic. But yeah, I, I don't know. My my uh AirPods have run out of battery, so I feel like we should probably draw this up. Yeah, absolutely. A bit to close. But I um, think... if if there's anything you want to add. No, I think that we've um <laughs> As as we said at the start of the show, it, it has been a bit of a dejected episode, I think you could say, but I think it needed to be, and I think that a lot of people will be able to to relate to what we've said. Um, and yeah, let's just hope that that somehow something positive can come of this, because as we said in our statement, I think the collective outcry of rage, anger, sadness, despair, uh, accusations of disgrace corruption etc what have you i think i just don't see any way that it can't have an impact um and you know uh, let's 
let's see, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was proved wrong. But um, no, I think it's really important that we keep voicing our opinions and, and keep showing that this is not what we want because the famous the famous saying, football is nothing without fans. And uh, I don't think there's ever a world where, where that won't be true. Mm. Well put. Um, yeah, anything you want to plug before we go? <laughs> Good old marketing opportunity of a lifetime. Well, I would say go oh, and listen to the to the extra canon podcast, but um, yeah, it all seems a bit redundant now. But if you want to escape to a mm. world where the Super League didn't exist, get, go and listen to the latest episode of the Extra Canon podcast, featuring Alfie Culture, of course, which you know always a big attraction. And uh, mm. yeah, we uh, we covered the Prague game, which now feels like a millennium ago. But yeah, it was only a few days ago, and we still looks like we still will play in the Europa League uh, in the remaining fixtures. So uh, yeah, if you want to escape, go check that out. Mm. Personally, I don't have a clue what to plug. Uh, don't know what I'd say, but I guess we love you, Arsenal. But God, EK. Mm-hmm. Um. A song. We need a song. Something this is the really end of the world, and we know as we know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's per- that? yeah. That's is that perfect. What the song's called. Um, can't remember what it's called. Uh, I'll find it, but we'll go with that because that's honestly what it feels like. Yeah, um, it people does. say that's an overreaction, but yeah. No, but as, as, like, as we've said in the podcast, diehard football, football fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, yeah, it's called this. It, oh, it's the end of the world as we know it by REM. It's the end of the world as we know it by yeah. REM. All right. All right. We'll do that. I guess. Bye. See you later. And, uh, hope you have a, have a good week. This yeah. Is, this is the end. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. the end. <laughs> good. Bye. Bye. Lesser banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, boom, symbiotic picture.
we know it. It's the, it's the end of the world as we know it. Feel fine. It's the 